We have all heard the negative stereotypes that are commonly associated with migrants. We've heard invaders, caravan, they take our jobs. And we have also heard from pro-immigrant groups that migrants are quote-unquote dreamers. And many use the hashtag IamAmerican too to signal that they have the right to be in this country. Whether the narrative comes from anti-immigrant groups or pro-immigrant groups, we ask, what are the social and political ideas being reproduced when we engage in certain narratives? This podcast series will attempt to answer that question. Welcome to the Ways in Which Podcast, Undocu Studies Edition. This podcast aims to deconstruct common perceptions of migration in order to develop solidarity among different groups of people and to explore a range of narratives surrounding undocumented status and migration with the aim of empowering us as agents of transformative social change. By exploring these complexities, we welcome you to join us in creating a communal space in which we courageously articulate self, community, and relationality in ways that state documents and legal policies disavow. Hello, my lovely listeners, and welcome to the Ways in Which podcast, UndocuStudies edition. My name is Edi, and I am a fifth-year undergraduate student of sociology and education here at UCSC, and I'm also one of the co-coordinators of UndocuStudies, which is the course in which this podcast is being developed. We'll get into the details of both the course and the podcast in a bit, but let me give you all a little more context surrounding how we got here. I was first introduced to this course by Raul, who will introduce himself momentarily after previously taking one of his courses over the summer, centering the education of migrant youth within U.S. schools. I have been able to connect to both courses through my lived experiences coming from a mixed-status family. I am a first-generation American, but a second-generation immigrant, having experienced undocumentation personally and indirectly in my life, which has in turn influenced my belief in the abolition of borders, which centers indigenous voices. A lot of my motivation in the work and research I do is abolition and care-based. Grazie, grazie. To speak a little bit more on myself, though, I am a queer trans femme person, the oldest sibling of three, and my astrological sun sign is a cancer, so I am emotional. I have never been undocumented, but majority of the members in my family have. My experiences come through a documented lens while being impacted heavily by undocumentation. Now let me pass it on to my co-coordinator, Jackie. Hi, hello everyone. Thank you so much, Eddie, for sharing with us. Um, so I'm a second coordinator. I go by she, her, ella pronouns. I'm a second year student majoring in business management economics. Um, the main things that motivate me to do this activism and to advocate for human rights are my experiences as a first generation student and as an indigenous woman. I came to this country when I was 12 years old and I had to face the challenge of learning English as a second language. I'm also currently working in the Student Diversity Inclusion Program as an intern, where I get to learn more about resources and opportunities to share with marginalized communities. I've also been motivated to do more, um, to do more to learn more and to educate people about the dangers of false narratives 
related to undocumentation. And I'll pass it over to Raul. Uh, thank you, Jacqueline, and thank you, Eddie, for your kind introductions. My name is Raul, and we are actually your, your host for this first introductory episode of the Ways in Which Undocu Studies Edition. So again, my name is Raul, and I'm the fourth-year PhD student here in the Department of Education at UC Santa Cruz. Um, and to tell, to, tell, to tell you a little bit about myself and my research, um, I mean, we're not going to get into the specifics of my research, but mm. broadly speaking, my research is informed by the experiences of undocumented people and educational institutions. Now, what do I mean by educational institutions? Basically, you know, middle schools, high schools, um, community colleges, and universities. I am also the instructor of record for this class on DocuStudies in which this podcast is being developed. Um, and so we will talk about those two, about, the, about, about the podcast and the class in a minute. Um, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, so basically my research interests are really tied to my own personal experiences navigating schooling as an undocumented student myself. I was undocumented for almost 30 years and growing up undocumented actually provided me with a unique lens in which I used to analyze the world around me, but specifically the social and political forces that create undocumentation. Also, this position as a grad student who focuses his research on undocumentation gave me and actually put me in contact with folks that, um, that developed this class. And, and this became my entry point into teaching this amazing course and working with, with these amazing students, uh, both Jackie and Brenda here, um, uh, working with them and, and, doing, uh, and, and leading this course in the Critical Race and Ethnic Studies Department here at UC Santa Cruz. And so it is through this course that we developed this podcast uh, titled The Ways in Which Studies Edition. And thanks again for uh, listening to us. So to tell you a little bit about the class, so to, to give you some context about how the class developed, we're actually going to give you two, the, the historical aspect and the, the contextual aspect of how the class was developed. So historically speaking, um, and many campuses around the United States, but uh, more specifically in California, undocumented students were not giving, and possibly are still not giving, given the right resources to uh, to support them in their in their navigation of college life. Some universities in California, like this one, and many others, have begun to offer resources such as financial aid and mental health resources. However, undocumented students have been feeling and have been uh, advocating uh, for a space in which they need to discuss and they, which they needed to discuss and theorize undocumentation specifically uh, and migration from a critical perspective. And this is where the Critical Race and Ethnic Studies Department actually comes in. The CRAS Department serves to support undocumented students in the development of the course. We can say that this class emerged from the ground up because it was developed by undocumented students and their desire to theorize and frame undocumentation from a people-centric lens, meaning we're learning through the eyes of undocumented folks from all aspects of life. The purpose of creating a people-centric class was to give honor to the histories of struggle, not only more broadly and historically, like migrant justice struggles of principally people of color from the 19th century until now, but also more locally, like undocumented students on the UC campus directly. And thus, UndocuStudies was developed. Um, 
And actually our class, uh, this class, uh, is the second iteration of that course. But it's actually the first time it's being taught by a graduate student. Um, and and, and where, where I, as a graduate student, is working with undergraduate, uh, two amazing undergraduate students, Brenda and, um, and Eddie. And we are, we are the coordinators for this course. And so we're really excited about what this class uh, brings to, to this podcast series. Thank you so much, Raul. So um, we're going to talk about the goal of the class. And essentially, we just wanted to learn how to deconstruct common perceptions around immigration. For example, one common perception nowadays is that immigration is strictly a Latinx issue. Um, and many people think that like all countries in Central America, that means that they're coming from Mexico um, and different common perceptions like that. So in this class, we try to analyze and dissect this common perceptions with the goal of developing developing solidarity among different groups of students and to explore a range of narratives surrounding undocumentation and migration. The aim of um, this class is for students to empower all of us and to be agents of social change. Yes, thank you, Jacqueline, for uh, stating that. I think, I, think, um, I think common perceptions on undocumented folks do not really capture the complexities of who we are, much less our relations to each other, to place, and to life worlds. And so this class, we really explore these complexities. And out of this exploration, we begin to discuss and we began discussing how we can share the knowledge we were creating in the class with people outside of class. Because, I mean, why, why should this knowledge just be kept in our four walls in our classrooms? And so the, pos- the podcast idea was born out of this. So you might be asking, how did the podcast project first come to be? Well, we were structuring the course and we found difficulty in imagining that the final research project would look like a paper. So we decided to test out a few ideas and we realized that they all kind of sucked. But a podcast was proposed by Raul during one of our meetings. Yes, thank you, Eddie. And so I was noticing, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say that they sucked, but the, mm. the, the students were having trouble <laughs> conceptualizing the research projects. Mm-hmm. And because you see Santa Cruz works on the quarter system, like any, a, any delay, it gets you really behind. Mm-hmm. So I really had to like talk to them together. And so to bring it, to bring it back to, to really conceptualize the project and we could all participate in, and especially their own specific groups. So a podcast was a way of bringing everything together and to add to a people's archive, um, in which a people's archive is a concept that will be addressed in depth in the following episode. But anyways, this podcast idea and this project allows us allowed us to create a physical record of themes and concepts that we have been learning throughout the course of Andaki Studies. Uh, the podcast episodes you will be hearing following this one are actually those created by the students themselves. And I'm really actually excited to, to, to listen to them. Um, our students will be addressing and themes will be addressing themes and concepts challenging dominant narratives of undocumentation commonly reinforced in society. These themes will be introduced. The themes in this series um, are actually subaltern archives, language and documentation, not just the Latinx issue, 
contesting settler sovereignty, border border imperialism, um, ideas of the refugee, ideas of the terrorist, and finally, Santa Cruz, the underground years. Uh, but before we actually let you all listen to the to the episodes, and please do not skip this next part of this episode, we actually wanted to talk a li- talk to you all a little bit about positionality. Because for me, as the instructor, I wanted students to to be aware of their own positionality state, uh, their own positionality status, and to tell us a, a little bit more about positionality. Um, Jackie will will tell us more about that. Yes. So what is positionality? In research, positionality is basically the idea that researchers are not objective or they're not neutral in the observations they make, but rather they're situated in a specific social and cultural context that can shape their perspectives and influence the research or research projects like this podcast. Like this podcast. So, for example, a researcher's race, gender, class, nationality, and personal experiences all affect um, how this person views and interprets the social phenomena. This means that different people have different perspectives on the same topic, which means that it this can affect their research projects. And we kind of want to underline that we are students in this class, and we come from different backgrounds that inform our views and diverse opinions. Now, why is it so important to acknowledge and examine positionality? Well, for one thing, it can help researchers and students avoid bias. But most importantly, for this research project and for this class as a whole, it creates a safeguard. Raul, can you tell us why it creates a safeguard? Yeah, of course. Um, So for me, as the instructor, I was really uh, on documentation, so a lot of our students are not impacted by our documentation. Even their families are not impacted. So I wanted them to be aware of their own positionalities as people that do, are not impacted by our documentation, and how those positionalities inform their their um, the way they talk about undocumented issues. So that was the first thing that I wanted them to be aware of that. But secondly, most importantly for me, I was thinking about their safety and creating a, 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 a and creating a podcast that we're gonna put out there. And you know, there's some shady people out there in the world. And so I did I didn't want I didn't want anyone to come after them for for the content in which they are talking. And so this podcast was really about highlighting the process of engaging in their individual concepts and learning from each other's perspectives and wisdom. Now, we understand that things might be more complex than how the students might lay it out or how they analyze a specific issue or issues. However, the goal was for them to critically engage in analysis because we're always we're always in the process of understanding ourselves, our areas of growth, and our privileges. So by them, by them um, stating their positionality statement, not only they, they are aware of their own biases. Hopefully, they're aware of their own biases. But it also lets the public know that, you know what? They're not. They're just students. And as students, they just want to, they, they, they're just showing you the, their process of analyzing specific concepts. Yes. So thank you for taking the time to listen to us. We hope you have a good time and you can enjoy the podcast series. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope Bye. you enjoy it. Bye, y'all.